Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is our 35th episode, 35, and we're going to talk about some interesting experiment that we've been looking into a bit. You want to brief it? Yeah, so I saw this experiment called Universe 25. Uh, happened in like the 70s and I saw it on a Facebook post and it kind of seemed like conspiratorial or whatever but uh, then I was like I gotta read about this and I was like oh shit it's kind of true and so I, 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 I thought it was like very fascinating I'm just gonna read the conspiratorial version of it uh, that I took off of Facebook but it gives a pretty good generic breakdown, breakdown and then we'll go a little bit deeper into it The Universe 25 experiment is one of the most terrifying experiments in the history of science, which through the behavior of a colony of mice is an attempt by scientists to explain human society. The idea of Universe 25 came from the American scientist, John Calhoun, who created an ideal world in which hundreds of mice would live and reproduce. More specifically, Calhoun built the so-called paradise of mice, a specifically designed space where rodents had abundance of food, water, as well as a large and clean living space where they would like refresh the bedding. So basically all the necessities that they need would be there. Uh, In the very beginning, he placed four pairs of mice and in a short time they began to reproduce. It resulted in the population growing rapidly. However, after 315 days, their reproduction rates began to decrease significantly. When the number of rodents reached 600, a hierarchy was formed between them. And by the way, uh, his experiment allowed for like thousands of mice to be able to live there, right? So, but by the time it reached 600, you started to have hierarchies that were forming. And a group of so-called wretched mice appeared and they were larger rodents, and they began to attack the group. And what this caused was many of the other males began to collapse psychologically. As a result, the females did not protect themselves and in turn became aggressive towards their own young. As time went on, the females showed more and more aggressive behavior and isolated elements, and they started to lack the mood to reproduce and have sex. There was a low birth rate, And at the same time, younger rats were dying quicker. Then a new class of male mice appeared. These were called beautiful mice. And they were called beautiful mice because they spent most of their day just grooming and licking themselves. And so their fur was quite clean and like matted and perfect. Um, They also, these beautiful mice, refused to mate with the females or to fight for their space. All they cared about was food and sleep. And oftentimes they would bunch together tightly, even though there was so much other space for them to roam and be. At one point, beautiful males and isolated females made up the majority of the population. Uh, According to Calhoun, there was two death phases. The first death was the spiritual death when they started to slow down reproduction. And the second death was the physical death when they all died. Eventually, juvenile mortality reached 100. Uh, reproduction rates reached zero. There was endangered mice. Homosexuality was observed. And at the same time, cannibalism increased despite the fact that there was unlimited food. So this wasn't a situation like a live where they were on a mountain and there was no food. And of course, you have to eat mm-hmm. the dead bodies to survive. This was just like cannibalism that seemed out of some savage instinct of what happened in this experiment. Uh, by 1973, the last mouse in uh, the universe died. John Calhoun repeated the experiment oftentimes, and similar things would happen. And obviously, what this person on Facebook was trying to convey is there's direct parallels to today's society with feminized men and angry women, nobody having skills, no protection instincts. Everyone's easily agitated and sometimes lash out in very mm-hmm. violent ways. Mm-hmm. Um, before I break some of this stuff down, would you like to add anything, Arturo? Like maybe, because there are some reasons why this study is not perfect. 
but just things that you found interesting or things that yeah so i it's tough because you have mice who are very simple very simple beings but there are some but they exhibited very complex behaviors right like um i mean some behaviors are are, are simple right courtship uh you know maternal care yeah yeah, like territorial defense like these are it makes sense but their inner group social organization and the hierarchies that like uh, transpired are very interesting and you know you can't conclude anything from this but there are definitely some parallels you can draw from this that are very interesting i especially like the first and second deaths and totally believe that to be the case in pretty much like that that is what i would hypothesize how a society would become extinct at least for us is you have that sure. like psychological death before your physical death i i also think our love of dates is wrong like you know like the more i like study and teach history and they're like oh yeah civil war was 1861 to 1865 i'm like you don't think people were fighting in 1860 like you know what i mean like maybe it wasn't official Mm. but there was shit going on maybe even in 1850 there's cracks that are forming you know like and like we're always like oh no no it started this and then but it's vague like you know and and sometimes when people say, oh, there might be a civil war in America, sometimes in my head, I'm like, well, maybe it already started. Like, you know, everybody's already fighting online, you know, and engaging. Yeah. And so, uh, like, mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying, like, there's two forms. There's like when it's real, real. But when did it start? Yeah, you know? we and, might actually be in that psychological death now. Exactly. And when you. Yeah, it, when, it is crazy because um, with mice, you know, they could reproduce and double their population in just like days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, humans, the gestation period is so long. So like this process would take a long time, but it is interesting to see, like, are we in it? Are we amidst it? Like it, it's close. The, and the idea is maybe because the food and water and bedding was all provided, they lost some of that instinct to defend themselves. And yeah, we live in a society like I know people want to shit on Gen Zers and stuff, but reality is we've been living soft for 50 years, like after World War II. And it depends where you're from, because some mm-hmm. countries are war torn and nobody wants their kids to suffer. So everybody like I hate the idea of like when people are like, oh, fucking participation trophies, because mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, it's your fucking dad that did that. Like, you know what I mean? So yell at your dad. Like, none of the kids, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sure, the kids cry for participation trophies, but you're the fucking ones that gave it to them. So mm-hmm. stop blaming the kids, you know? Like, it, I don't know. It kind of pisses me off. And so we don't know when, like, we are living softer now. So yes. is it inevitable that we're, like, kind of destroying ourselves? And there's another part of the study they said, okay, the mice picked maybe mice that were more aggressive than other mice. There's different so that's types the thing, though. But I, I had read that, like, where he got the mice was like supreme mice, disease free. Like, these were like the physical specimens of mice. Okay. I heard they were also like brown mice that, ha- that sometimes have aggressive behaviors. That's interesting. So, like, also, the weather was to- kept perfect. All of their nesting materials were there. They didn't have to like set anything up. Like, they really lived in like a utopia. Exactly. And, and so here's the other thing. One of the criticisms was, all right, well, what if you let them live outside where it's like slightly dangerous, you know, but like they're amongst nature, like this mm-hmm. wasn't their natural habitat. Mm-hmm. And then so to go back to what I was saying about like old humanity, well, okay, like humans have been around for like a couple hundred thousand years mm-hmm. and we didn't really build houses or anything like according to this type of science for like 10,000 years ago. So really most of human history was 190,000 years of us just fucking being hunter gatherers, moving place to place, having no homes. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, is this natural? What we've built for ourselves, like these walls and carpets and internet and cell phone, you know what I mean? Like it is like a utopia that was formed in many ways. And so I feel like it is a little bit like that experiment. Like it's not natural, but it's something that we thought would be better for. Yeah. I, so there's a lot of parallels you can draw here. I mean, maybe we're just looking for those parallels, but when all of their food and housing and all that stuff needs were taken care of, 
the only thing that left to do was to have sex. And so they had like absurd amounts. I think it increased uh, every 55 days, the population doubled or something. It was just something nuts. Like the sexual desires increased like 60%. Um, okay. And so like you can look at today and like we definitely had like a sexual revolution, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just interesting to see like, was that our point? You know what I mean? Where that's like kind of similar. It just makes you wonder how that's could be. And then now, like the birth rate is slowing down. So like our, our like it's just funny how like the the sequence of events, you can line up humans to these events. And humans will find patterns and things like that's what makes sure. us great. Now, mm -hmm. now I am for population control. And so we have seven billion people in the world right now. Every mm -hmm. day, 80 million new people are born. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's like 80 million new things that are eating, shitting, farting, consuming. And so part of me is like, all right, I like what we should have slightly less. Because going back again for the last 200,000 years, up until just 1800, it took us that long to get to 1 billion humans on Earth. Right. It took us 200,000 years to get to 1 billion humans. After that, it took 100 years to get to another billion. After that, it took 50 years to get to another billion. Mm -hmm. After that, it took 25 years to get to a billion. After that, it took 10 years to get to a billion. And now it's happening like every seven years and we're at seven and a half billion. And they think by the year 2050, it'll like then start to slow down. And mm -hmm. so it's also like idiocracy where like maybe it's like the dumber people that are having like eight, nine, like seven, eight kids. But, you know, you ask, I ask my students this all the time. How many of your parents had five brothers or sisters? And like half the class will raise the hand. And I'm like, right. how many of you have five brothers and sisters? And like two, three people raise their hand. Yeah. Yeah. So like so, in America, you can yeah. see like our, our trend is definitely uh, further ahead than obviously the world. Like in the world, in the world scheme of things, yes, our, our rates are going crazy in terms of reproduction. But it seems like in America, that's not the case. And again, no, if, I think we have it more cush. Exactly. And it's poorer places, less educated places that tend to have more children, which mm -hmm. is scary because then it's like idiocracy. Mm -hmm. Like Nigeria is the size of Texas and has 250 million people. And 70 years ago, they only had like 100 million people. So they doubled it. And they think by 2050, there might be 400 million people. In the United States, there's 310 million, 315 million people. So we more people in the United States. Everybody lives in Texas. That's what it's like. And that also makes me think like in terms of violence, like what's going to happen? Will there be more fighting? Um, let me read another part of the study that was like also kind of dark. Okay. Uh, males who failed withdrew physically and psychologically. They became very inactive and aggregated in large pools near the center floor of the universe. From this point on, they no longer initiated interaction with their established associates, nor did their behavior elicit attack by territorial males. Even so, they became characterized by many wounds and much scar tissue as a result of attacks by other withdrawn males. So sometimes all these withdrawn males would just fight each other because they were in these groups, uh, but not like the alpha types. The withdrawn males would not respond during attacks, lying there immobile. Later on, they would attack others in the same pattern. The female counterparts of these isolated males withdrew as well. Some mice spent their days preening themselves, shunning mating. So they didn't even want to get laid or anything. They were like, fuck it, and never engaging in fights. Due to this, they had excellent fur coats and were dubbed somewhat beautiful ones. The breakdown of usual mouse behavior wasn't just limited to the outsiders. The alpha male mice became extremely aggressive, attacking others with no motivation or gain, and regularly raped both males and females. Violent encounters sometimes ended in mouse-on-mouse -mouse cannibalism. It just like makes me feel like, you know, like that saying no good deed goes unpunished. Mm -hmm. It's like, here, we're going to give you food. We're going to give you water. We're going to give you these things. And it led to like this insane aggression amongst them. And like the human thing to do is to feed people, to clothe them, to like try to alleviate their suffering. Mm -hmm. But is it that process that maybe leads to like 
what's happening to us as a species. Okay, in many ways, we're getting safer as a species, like fossils found from like thousands of years ago, half of the humans were killed by spears, you know, or mm. bludgeoned to death. So we're dying less and less like that. But now we're almost at the place where we could destroy all of humanity, like, you know, and have epic wars, like crazy shit. Am I looking too much into this, like comparing us to Universe 25? Yeah, again, this is mice. Their behaviors aren't the same. You know what I mean? Like we are a lot more complex of a being and our population is of is huge. You know, like if you're going to compare, you know, several thousand mice, I think their population peaked at 2200. It's kind of hard to compare that. Are we aren't we really that different, though? Sex, food, sleeping, fucking sleeping. Like, I don't know, just perhaps all the so, same if, shit. so if we're talking about like the psychological collapse, um, you know, like this first death, I would say that we are different in that regard. We are we're better equipped to combat those things, both in like mental illness, you know, drug prescriptions and also just awareness, diagnosis and means in which to combat it. But I are I feel like those drug things are making us crazier. Maybe, but it can definitely delay extinction. I don't know if it delays. Is it like a dam that just puts the water behind that eventually it's going to rush fucking out so all it does is slow it down? Yeah, I guess. Isn't that all of life, though? Right? If life is suffering, we're all on our way to death. We're just slowing it. (laughs) That was my whole mission of today's thing. I just wanted to make a miserable, (laughs) sad podcast. Everything is the dam. Yeah, we just live in a universe of entropy and we're just fighting it. So one thing also they mentioned with this study is that some of the mice, when they were given creative endeavors, which is, I guess, like they have to work for their food slightly, or maybe they mm-hmm. were given games to play, like just different like activities. Those mice did not fall into the beautiful mice category or the wretched mice category or some of the other stuff uh, that was as violent and negative. They were able to keep some of their personality longer. And that was the part that I felt like was kind of what you're saying is the most human, right? Like, yeah. oh, can I do like artistic stuff? Can I do some of this other stuff, like killing time, but in a nice way that makes us enjoy it? It delayed like some of the pain. Right. But- yeah. We live in a system where we have a lot more um, outlets for creativity. Like we don't we don't all have to have jobs, fulfillment from getting food. Or, you know, we've found ways to provide goods and services to each other. And that, in essence, gives more people fulfillment, right? Like if we were all trying to be farmers, we wouldn't sustain at this, you know, like we our population is too large for that. So like we definitely have means of coping with this far better than mice. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. But we also, I, have, I mean, we also have means of fighting each other far better than mice. For sure. Yeah. And we do some crazy shit too. Yeah. So- Do you think that level of danger? Okay, so like, here's another example of like danger with animals, but sometimes it benefits us, I think. Uh, They were saying how, well, there's like a lot of factory farms with beef, right? So you have all Mm. these cows that are just fucking penned in, you know, like thousands of cows and a square mile. And then they're just force fed like grains. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do the organic beef right where the cows can roam free and like eat grass and they have like a slightly better life yeah um there's an even more green version of that is where the cows are allowed to roam free but they don't always necessarily protect them from predators like wolves and they find that those cows end up being much stronger and then they have like better combinations of meat like leaner stronger redder like you know like because they're on edge a little bit more sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so they have to be athletically gifted and move and like, you know, like do things. So you wouldn't want every cow like that, I think, because sometimes it's like too much adrenaline, like it makes the meat tough. Yeah. But as like a group, like the fact that they're a little bit worried and moving sometimes, it makes them like all stronger though. And so, yeah. it, but like if I suggested at to humans, Because like, all right, you get a lot of tough guys, like the same people that shit on participation trophies. They're like, yeah, we should make things tougher again. So I was like, all right, let's put like a predator in your neighborhood. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, I don't think they're like, no, 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 no. But I don't want my kid to get raped. 
but that's like what you're saying. Like, you know, like, let's get tougher mm. again. Let's put some predators everywhere. Not a lot. Like, you know, just a couple. And you know, they're within a square block. Well, then I think the argument would be like, what is the appropriate amount of danger? Yeah. What's the appropriate amount of predator? Yeah. What is the appropriate amount of danger for humans that we should allow? That's a good question. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of brings us to the belief that, you know, we should have these uh, fair fight laws in place and stuff like that. I do think we need more outlets for taking out aggression. So like fair fight, like if somebody says, hey, like I'm going to fight you. You have to just fight them or what? Can you run away? I mean, they catch, they catch no, you. They can no, beat the I shit out of you. I, you know, I, I mean, I believe in more of like individual rights. If this person doesn't want to fight, they don't have to. But if two parties are willing, it should almost be like a social contract where it's like if one does get really hurt, you know, they agreed to do this. They can't get sued and they're liable for those things. You know what I mean? But, you know, of course, there's a limit on that. You can't just be like, yo, I challenge you to a duel. Okay. And just kill them. No, you can't. I mean, it, that would seem a little crazy because then every duel would be a fight to the death. I don't know. Maybe we all live like, like Viltrumites or something, but, um, are people allowed to fight as many people as they want throughout the year? Or is it eventually like, yo, you are a little bit psycho. Should everybody get like a certain amount of cards? I think we spoke about this once. Like, you no, because people cards. could just say no. If you don't agree to it, then you don't agree to it. See, that kind of pisses me off, though. I feel like you almost have to if they want to fight you. I know. You I shouldn't. mean, that's your individual choice, of course. Uh, in my rule, I feel like Brendan Schaub would come after me because I'm like, Brendan, you fucking mumble mouth fuck face you know and then like i i would love if he like came to like fight me I'd be like, i don't think you'd love if he came to fight you well in your scenario i could be like no i don't want to fight you and away. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just make fun of him and be like you uh, bitch it, it's also why i believe martial arts is so effective in like calming and healing for a lot of people is because i think uh people do need more they do need more altercation in their life. They do need more confrontation in their life. And they do need to be put in zones of danger and discomfort. And so I think it mimics all of those things that like this experiment lack. And I, I think that's why people that are like snowboarders or surfers or jujitsu people, uh, skydivers, I think they're all like a cult because they get used to that a little bit of danger. And that's mm -hmm. like what's like kind of keeping them alive and excited and yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there's some magic in that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that the people that are most problematic with their mental health have no real outlets and purpose to live. And I think that danger is automatically putting you in a purpose to live. Like you're already combating the danger. And like without even realizing it, that is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it's maybe it's what you said. It's not realizing. Because when yeah. all day you're just thinking and realizing things, it's like, fuck, I don't want to do this. But yeah, like when people ask me what I like about jujitsu, I'll say like, oh, I, like I'm, I can't think about anything else because I'm just somebody's trying to choke me out. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like just a six minute roll, like those six minutes are in many ways like pure because you're just not thinking about anything. And I think it's the same thing. Like I never skied over anything, but like I'm just assuming you're not thinking about the water bill. You're yeah. just flying in the air and your brain's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But then you don't. And you're just pumped. Like, like that's the victory. You didn't die. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So uh, beyond this podcast, you guys know that I'm also a teacher. I teach about geography and environmental and economic issues are very important to me. And so I actually have a startup. It's uh, like an Uber for everything or an Airbnb for everything. So on Airbnb, you could rent out your house. Well, on Renta, you could rent out any good service or space. So if you have a wet vac or a pressure washer that you're not really using all the time, rent it out. Or if you are a jujitsu black belt and you offer private lessons, you could rent that out at any price. Or if you have gym space, you could rent that out. Or if you're a nutritionist on the side. The idea is I wanted to help freelancers make money and you keep 100% of everything that you ask for. And uh, the idea is to reduce consumption and keep money local. You could also look at it as uh, the next generation of Craigslist. And so if you like the podcast and you kind of trust me, I would love if you check out the app and download it. If I become rich, we could just keep making fight content all the time. So uh, give it a look. Renta, that's R-E-N-T-A-H dot com. Okay, so 
speaking of soft, kind of, I kind of want to bring back who I want to fight. Okay. And and soft society. So let's see who's who's the CEO of LinkedIn. His name's Jeff Weiner. He's fifty-two years old. I was kicked off of LinkedIn <laughs> yesterday because I posted an ad on Renta, my app. Shout out. And on Renta, anybody could rent out anything that they know that they're good at. And so I had a friend that rented himself out that'll teach you how to grow weed in your house. Mm-hmm. And, and so LinkedIn, and I've paid for LinkedIn premium membership. I've been on for eight years. I make posts. I engage with the community. I put my business up. I'm helping create value. I've given you money, right? Oh, and the day before I put out an ad for workers, for Renta and like sales team and 25 people applied. And so I had a ton of data coming and then they just shut down my entire account and canceled me because I posted about where you could find out how to learn to grow weed. And then they reviewed it again and they're like, no, 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 it, it, we can't unreverse it. You can't, we can't even let you in to get your data or your phone numbers or the people that you've spoken to. Dang. So what, what community guideline did you violate with that? Like, I don't, I don't know. I got, and so I'm going to ask them that Dane told me to like, ask them that because you have literally billion dollar weed corporations on the New York stock exchange. Mm-hmm. You have weed companies on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And so what is the difference that this seems like a local freelancer rather than some billion dollar megacorp? And it was the regular weed dealers that kept the weed market alive while you guys tried to destroy it. And now yeah. you guys want to make billions of dollars off of it. And obviously this isn't the LinkedIn guy doing this but he's kind of enforcing it and promoting it in a way so i'm imagining they're saying because it is a prescribed drug that you're not a pharmacist or something it's along those lines where it's like oh no you can't be doing that or a legal dispensary or a lawyer and we can't read where your post is like maybe somebody in montana reads it and it's illegal but you still have weed companies on linkedin anyway that are posting that those people could still be reading Oh, interesting. That's that's the problem. Yeah. So I just want to be like, fuck you. And just like, I want to just punch some of these like tech fucks in the face. They're so rich. And I don't even think they read my case. I think everything is like AI generated that goes, oh, this is the thing. And Mm -hmm. I get it for a small business and you don't answer your phone sometimes. And you're like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Like, Like it's small business. Like I make 80 grand. But you're worth $50 billion and you're owned by Microsoft, which is like one of three companies that makes a trillion dollars a year. And you don't have somebody that could just answer the phones all the time, every day. Like it won't cost you. Like, oh, that's by design. That's by design. It is by design. That's why by design, I'm going to find one of these people because I've been thinking, like, how can I beat the fuck out of one of these people without (laughs) getting in trouble? And there's no way. I think I have, I think I was thinking, I found, I thought of one way, but it requires a very hard scenario to enact. Okay. Do you want to go through I have, that? I, the only way I think I could get away with either fighting this guy or any tech executive, especially the CEO of Robinhood, is I would have to pee in a urinal next to them. Mm. And then I'd have to say, oh, he looked at my dick. And then I get to fight him. <laughs> that's the only way I think in my head that somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, like, no, you looked at his dick. And I'm like, yo, he looked at my dick. Like, I'm going to fucking fight him. I fought him. But then they're going to, like, have to go through all these philosophy of fighting podcasts. And they're like, but you created this scenario in your head. You tell him, sometimes you got to throw the first punch. Exactly. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck you. This guy looked at my dick. I beat the fuck out of him. Like, how do you know he looked at my dick? I'm like, I waved my dick in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at this dick. And he did. So I fucking hit him in the face. Uh, I just feel like that's the type of person, like, how much money are you willing? Like, do you really think you're going to lose money? It's like some people, I'm not selling cocaine. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how to make your own bathtub I, methamphetamines. Like, it's weed. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. I mean, that is their platform, though. They have the right to choose who and who isn't on there, right? I mean. Yeah, no, of course. That's yeah. why. I, I created my own platform and that's why I'm like, yo, but everybody that bitches about big tech, they should support small tech. 
like Renta or whatever. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like you're just you're just like another follower. But it's just annoying that these big companies they don't just be a little bit more human and like talk about like be like, oh yeah, this like this makes sense, whatever, fuck it. Mm-hmm. You know, but but they will do it like to defend their people, their ideas and stuff. And so yeah, I want to fight a big tech person today. I was really thinking like, how can I fight somebody and get away with it? Cause they have such good lawyers and they're so rich and there's cameras everywhere. Like, mm. I don't know. But, yeah. Right. Um, if I'm going to pick someone, uh, I'm going historic. Okay. Go store. And just because, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm going Genghis Khan. What? That's yeah. hardcore. That's exactly why. Most hardcore. Yeah. This is like the most hardcore man in the history of the world. And I'm like, all right, with modern hand-to-hand combat, if I can get into a hand-to-hand combat scenario with Genghis Khan, can I take him? And I want to say, yeah. Maybe. Let's see. Genghis Khan wasn't that tall. I mean, you're taking away his best weapon, which is fucking horse, like, you know, and he goes For into sure. battle. Yeah. He's like blades and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Hey, is catch, it like a- in, catch me in my time, you know? Yeah. He's got that Mongolian wrestling, one of the bases of Sambo. I'm sure he's a real tough, gritty ass, tough ass guy, dude, for sure. That's a good that's a good one. You make me feel a little bit bad about my choice now, but I don't care. Oh no, you have a good choice, man. That's good. But like Personal now I'm like, vendetta. Oh, maybe I should have picked Hitler and done something good for the world, but now <laughs> I feel like those guys are gonna do the things they do even if you beat them up or not. I don't know about that. Those guys I do. So many people, some other people that do bad things, like maybe like school shooters or some shit, like maybe not. But the guys that devote their entire life to something like that, that ain't going to be. I don't think that stopped ever. Yeah, but these are like some tech dweebs. Like, I feel like somebody like punches them in the face like a few times. Like, oh, yeah. In that scenario. Yes. I'm talking about like the Hitlers and Genghis Khans. Oh, no, no. Those people. Yeah, those guys I feel like are just gonna do it. Yeah, they're the they're the strongest of the strongest type leader, mental game, whatever it is. Like that's what I feel like. Accidentally, Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't accidentally lead a country. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna straighten those guys out. Yeah, that that's the way I also felt about like Trump. Like I would, everybody would like say like how stupid Trump is and stuff like that. And I don't really love Trump nor like him that much. But you can't deny he fucking leads people, you know, Mm. like you can't stop some people like that where they're just like relentless, like, you Mm. know, like they're just so fucking convicted of themselves and people will follow that, like no matter what. And yeah, violence, I think, only makes those people stronger. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it makes those tech people stronger, too, but just in different ways, like schemey ways. They just get so, schemier. So, I, I mean, I postulate that if we had a world where, I mean, again, if you trained martial arts, if you have some type of impending doom in your life, the threat of being harmed uh, regularly, that that would do good for people. Do you think if we enacted something that was like that, um, you know, fair fight law, what bad would come of it? Dude, some bad is definitely coming of it because mm-hmm. some people we already know are rapists and pedophiles and creeps that are going to find weak people and attack them. Now, what we would hope is that those people that are weak recognize, yo, I'm potentially weak. And from an early age, they are trained not to be weak. Mm. So all of society gets stronger at the same time. So is the floor getting higher, you know, and like we're becoming closer to each other or do some of those bad people just become even stronger? But they could already do that right now. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. So in a uh, in my favorite comic, Invincible, there is a race of people called the Viltrumites where they mm. basically have that. If you if you can challenge someone to a fight and kill them, you're OK. Like all you're doing is cleansing like you're only making your species stronger. Like you're yeah, getting very- rid of all of the weak. <laughs> so they have open challenges where like they had a period of time where their population went down to like, I don't know, a third or something. Uh-huh. And they were like the strongest species of all. But because their species number was so small, they couldn't take over the universe. And so they had to find ways of repopulating, but staying really strong. It's an interesting thing is like you can't go crazy with that either. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that was very Spartan. And I feel mm-hmm. like the Spartans were like that. They said like, right. like very, very tough war. Like they had no diplomacy and couldn't build bigger armies. So the Athenians and like the other people would eventually just rampage them or they had to because yep. otherwise it's it like they're just, yeah, uh, too strong for their own good. I, I don't know, but I, I think definitely bad things. There's always danger around those. So the fact is people still aren't training. It's just, a ima- I don't know. I saw something in the news today. Some guy with a knife, like in New York, like stabbed two people. He just like went on a rampage and, and like random is yeah. Like random. Is oh. that like, and then I, I also read another thing like about it, how a guy stabbed a girl, like she wasn't talking to him in the subway. Um, and like, uh, yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with some people? But these people exist and we always read about it and everybody's obsessed with fucking serial killer TV shows and mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like those things. Motivate Maybe that's people. our inner craving of harm, though. Like we're all interested in those things, right? Maybe because we don't have any again, impending doom in our life. So it's like so, we seek it, like we watch movies about serial killers. We like look for like, oh, yes. that's a pre-, you know? So my first instinct when I saw that on the news though, was like, I wish I was there. Like uh, now, I don't know if I'm like depressed. I'm definitely not playing hero. Like, oh, I want to be a hero and like defeat. Like my initial instinct is like, I want to see if my jujitsu works. Like I want to... <laughs> be able to fight somebody and not get in trouble and kind of like be like oh i did something good like you know what i mean it's like it's like a total that's funny you're like oh saving the girl eh, testing my jujitsu i'm in <laughs> <laughs> no like obviously i i wasn't imagining like the girls there and i go no no i'm the hero now i'm imagining <laughs> like because I, I i hate those people too that are like oh this is gonna help against the knife though of course, it's going to help a little I bit. I mean, though. I don't know if it's going to help enough not to get stabbed, man. No, you're going to get stabbed once, but like, that's it. But it can't be like, <laughs> they can't get the heart or the neck or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully you take them down and it's like, they kind of like slice you a little, but that just like wakes you up adrenaline wise. And then, and then you get kind of, it is risky, but like, yeah. why? Like then I started thinking, like, why am I thinking that? Is it that I'm just like angry today, and so I want to just fight people, or is it like maybe that's just just your human thirst for doom? For, yeah, Freud says we all have a death wish. Mm-hmm. Freud also says we all want to fuck our moms. So I don't know like, how much <laughs> I want to believe right? <sighs> but that's where porn is heading too. So like, who knows? You know, like what the fuck is going on? Like I don't know, yeah. but. I think uh, I would like to fight. I think part of me is like, all right, good. Like, that's how I go. Some knife wielding. <laughs> like, that's like, I'm, we're going to go, you know, but like, if I take them out, like, I feel like I might feel accomplished for like three years. You know what I mean? Like that alone oh, yeah. might like, like those hunters that like put up a thing on their wall. Like I got this thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I think like, that's what I'm trying to relate it to more than being the hero. Cause we all want to be heroes, you know, yeah, like, yeah this felt slightly different where like, I was like, that's an accomplishment. Like Bernard Hopkins okay. getting mad street fights, but he said, eventually he didn't even consider it a fight unless the other person had a knife. And like, he was stabbed <laughs> three times like psycho, but that's what made him great till he was like 50. <laughs> you know, mm. like, I don't know. We're like a little crazy. I, yeah. I, don't, I think we all have that desire and we just tell ourselves we don't sometimes that we're beyond it or anything else. Because we always like to do that, right? Where it's like, um, even the way we talk about the world, like what's natural? Like, isn't everything a part of nature? Isn't everything natural, right? Like, oh, a gun's not natural. Like, what do you mean? It's a tool we created. Like, why is that not natural? So we we do this a lot where like we, we differentiate like humans as like not animals, but we are, we are just another species. We have the ability to rationalize, which that we use that criteria as like, all right, that separates us from everything. But does it? We're still just these biological, functioning, self-preserving beings. Just mm-hmm. because we have the ability to rationalize doesn't mean we don't have some inherent biological need to be fighting off these things. Yeah, and like we've been around for 200,000 years. And for 190,000 of those years, we were worried about bears and lions and wolves and shit, you know? like Other we, people. Other people. Yeah, something. Even a hundred years ago, try to walk 10 miles 
and see if you don't get into an altercation. Like today, you can just do that. You can walk. People walk across the country. There's no altercation. Even just 100 years ago, if you walk that far, someone's going to be like, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, they might do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or they just see someone alone walking. They're like, cool, let's rob them. You know, now yeah. that's 500 years ago, thousand years ago, like the amount of distance you can walk gets decreased, like not safely. Like you have to be with someone. You got to be like, we lived in a way more dangerous world. Or they had to be more scared of somebody else. Because when you said Genghis Khan, right? So Genghis Khan, I think they said like killed like 80 million people, his, mm-hmm. his armies. Right. But they said... They killed so many people and destroyed so many cities that literally like entire forests grew and it lowered the amount of carbon in the air. So he was good for climate change, like murdering. So like, yeah, there's like some offset, you know, like in what he did. And one of the other things that he did was that was where the Silk Road is, you know, like all the way from like Palestine, Israel, all the way to like China. And there was like stories that people would say where you could literally walk Asia with a pot of gold on your head and nobody would do anything oh, wow. because the Mongols were in charge. So it's like, so it's like half like, Oh, we're going to rape and steal your women and kill a million people in a city at a time. But because we do that, we'll go to another city and they won't even fight us. And so we're saving their lives. <laughs> like, I, but there's like some, truth to it in like a weird fucked up way like you know like yeah it- uh, we talked about this like in our favorite martial arts movies that's why i like the movie hero is because mm. uh this is yeah. a spoiler alert but uh the main bad guy who's trying to basically take over all the provinces in china is actually just trying to unify china he's not the bad guy at all like yes mm-hmm. he has to go through these wars but it'll be one china yeah right but then he unifies China and they take over the world. And then he is the bad guy. So sure. then it's like, then hey. it's like Batman. You, you eventually become yep. the villain. I think like, no matter what, like here's that guy, John Calhoun. He's like, I'm going to create a mouse utopia. I'm going to feed you, give you water and yeah. bedding. And then they just murder each other. And like, yeah. everyone dies. Like no good deed is going, goes unpunished. So if that's the case, no good deed goes unpunished then should we just not do good deeds? Is that the good person? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that. And like, here's my asshole version of that. But I swear to God, it's helped me in my life in a weird way. Okay. Like they say it's better to give than receive. So you need people to receive. So yeah. is the receiver then the better one? Because he's allowing the other person to give. <laughs> and like, I would go to how, like, I'm not like a big gift giver. But like, I also don't expect people to like get me gifts, you know, mm-hmm. but like I'll go to a house and say like, oh, like, do you want something? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll never like turn it down. Like, I'm not asking for anything, but I feel like it makes them happy to like give. Right. Like, I feel like your mom. Yeah. Is happy the receiver can be a giver, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, if I went to your mom's house and I didn't eat her food, I feel like she'd be like, what the fuck? But if I like ate a lot, I feel like she'd be like. Oh, she'd be happy to have you around either way. I mean, but yeah, yeah she'd but be more I, happy if you ate food. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, I, I feel like moms like want to feed you. Like, they want to be like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, and they like my food. And like, mm-hmm. I nourished him. Like, there's like something essential. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe like all this like anti war, anti fighting stuff, like some, which I advocate for. Like, why are we spending so much money on the Iraq war? Like, is this just like a part of human nature where it's just like shit? Like, in some roundabout way, it's good for us. You know, like it just gave me a mind fuck thinking about it. Maybe. I mean, I think there's varying levels just because you label something as good. doesn't mean it's all good. You label something as bad. It's all bad, but it can definitely be more bad than good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also just like, but the whole world is one. So it's like, all right, this one place is fucked right now, but because of that, maybe the other places are Oh yeah, I mean, in line or something. And it's like, ah, uh, I don't know, but it just seems like yeah, we I like enough, well, we have more than enough resources to, f- to feed everyone in the entire world, but we don't. We don't have the distribution or the economic incentive to. There it is. That's what I would say. <laughs> but, but you're right that we have more than enough food, more than enough resources, more than enough technology to do all those things. That's why we die in the U.S. more from obesity than starvation. And that's like a lot of the world right now. I think the majority of the world, there's more obese people than starving people. 
And like, that's Nuts. where we're headed. Nuts. Yeah. And it's like, are those obese people obese because they're not scared in their life? You know what I mean? Except for like Tony Soprano. But like in like a hundred years ago, were there obese people in any of the pictures? Like, I feel like they're all like. It's a good point. Like strong dudes. They didn't have much money. They had to like work. They're like, oh, like they had a grind. Yeah. Those people beat their wives. They were like assholes, I feel like, you know? Yeah, they definitely. I mean, <laughs> can't say that about all of them, but yeah. They all did. <laughs> they <were> all, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who knows? I always think about that, too, when I see like old people, because sometimes I'm like, oh, they're so cute and sweet. And then I'm like, I don't know who they were 60 years ago. Like, you know, like they could have right. been fucking pricks. Like all these people, we have no idea. Like they were like the racist fuckers, like yelling at people, like coming yeah. through the back door, you know? And it's like now it's like sweet granny lady. Like it's like whatever. So I was reading up on um, John Calhoun, the guy that did the experiment. He was really big into like just mice experiments in general. Um, so yeah, it's not his first rodeo in terms of experimenting on mice. I mean, I mean, they are the most experimented thing, but um, yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, I wonder what he would say today if he would think like today is emulating his experiment or anything else. Does he think we're in like a behavioral sink right now? Or mm -hmm. uh, it'd be interesting. One thing that that he also said one day I'm reading, which is good, it's uh, the end of the mouse utopia could have arisen not from density issues or overpopulation issues but from excessive social interaction yes and that was the other part that was like crazy because it's like dude social media we're just all talking all the time right. i think yeah. i think that that yeah that that was like my big takeaway from it too is like the interaction with the mice is what drove them crazy oh my god that's pretty nuts the beautiful mice thing too because i feel like i know a lot of handsome dudes that like feel like they're not handsome and can't get girls mm. like my students or some of them in college i'm like dude if i looked like you and i was like cool like you're like i would have definitely been cleaning up you know like i'm just like surprised at the lack of confidence of some people and like and then when they said like all bunched together just like i just yeah i imagine like a lot of do it's like fight club masturbation is salvation but also destruction you know and it's just like all these men at raves or you know what i mean like it just like felt like that's what's happening we're just like doing silly shit yeah yeah he's definitely done a lot of work so basically my point is that like this guy is no joke not just some guy that just ran an experiment but like i'm interested in his perspectives and his own um conclusions from this mm -hmm. what did he say about it did he say anything about it that you could see nothing nothing i mean when he talks about like behavioral sync and um, you know the two deaths and stuff but nothing in terms of being able to apply it to humans i think he was definitely very careful in his words to not shows not he's a good that. scientist yeah yeah for right? sure they're just like studying it rather than just like postulating stuff yep. um yeah he also worked on overcrowding in local jails interesting I died in 95. It'd be interesting to see what he thought about something. Yeah, like social media, like all this. Because there's good right. from it, obviously. But like, is it that it's just good, 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 good until it's like, oh my God, it's like so bad and we don't even realize it. Like we're just consumed. Like I even feel guilty about having a podcast sometimes. Like I'm just like, oh, we're just contributing to noise. But then I'm like, but I like <laughs> what we do better than other people. So I feel like we should do it. Like, you know? Like, I don't care. I'm more talented than Brandon Shop. Like, I'll fucking you say that. But the money doesn't agree with you there. Yeah, no, economically, it's, no. But it, word for word, I'm funnier than him. Like, I don't care <laughs> what anybody says. Like, I know I'm funnier Comedian. than Brandon Shop. Yeah, so am I. I, I tell people <laughs> jokes all the time. They, they, they laugh at my jokes. He goes on stage. I go on fucking in front of my class. But they laugh, damn it. But yeah, I don't know. I sometimes I wonder, are we just contributing to all these things or We're all contributing to it? Yeah. No raindrop blames itself for the flood, mm. but I do blame myself for that's a good quote. Who says that? Do you know? No, I don't know. It's like one of those proverbs. I think yeah, a lot of people have okay. versions. A lot of people have versions of that. 
I love I love that one. It's like, dude, we're all part of it. So the participation trophy and all that stuff. I'm like, yo, everybody did that together. They decided, yeah, they're gonna do that, and then everybody has to do that. Another thing, like that, I enjoy thinking about, like this last week, that kind of bugged me out. I don't know if we could relate it to fighting, but it relates to like the wave. So obviously, like we're becoming distorted with how we look, right? Like and yeah. how we portray ourselves, especially with like Instagram filters and like Snapchat filters and these things. So I found out TikTok, even when there's no filter, when you select no filter, there's still a filter. Really? Yeah. So it's like a two and a half percent filter or something like some beautification. So uh-huh. it's like, and then so other platforms have to do that too, because people will just use the TikTok filter to take pictures of themselves if they just feel better about it. Because oh my gosh. it's so subtle that maybe they don't notice, like it's subliminal. And they'll just be like, oh, I'm just going to take the picture with the TikTok one. And so Instagram has to do it then. Otherwise, they lose those hits, like economically. And then everybody said, so it's just like you slowly, we just like keep sliding wow. into this like distortion of, yeah, like what is right and wrong. And like, I don't know. And then that's why I'm like, you got to just play a sport. Like I think athletics and I, I want to be like jujitsu and fighting too, because I feel like it's the most real of all the sports, like getting punched in the face. But anything that has some level of danger even soccer like you know aggressive people stealing the ball from you like Uh i feel like you have to do something like that now just because we're becoming way too mental with all these things like i I don't think all these things can be healthy yeah i'm with you i mean yeah i can't put it any simpler i'm with you all the way on that right so all right everybody today's homework is you must start a fight with somebody (laughs) and you must lose so they feel better if you do that, I'll give you 50 bucks. Oh, shit. And then he's going to be like, judge, the podcast said. Judge <laughs> 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 you're a fucking moron, bro. Uh, oh, I- everybody sucks. <laughs> Let's end it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, this is Arturo. And I just want to promote a project that I've been working on. And if you are interested in fantasy football, particularly daily fantasy football, I've helped create an app. It is called FRS Fantasy Sports. It could be found on Apple or Android. Uh, We do things a little bit differently than FanDuel and DraftKings. We pick the stats. You pick the player that you think is going to perform best in those stats. We definitely have some unusual stats. Who will kick the longest field goal? Who will have the longest catch? Who will have the longest rush? This is what makes the game kind of fun. If you know the game of football and you're interested, check it out. It's FRS Fantasy Sports. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, Send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.